This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio. WCG is a company focused on the safe, ethical, and efficient conduct of clinical trials. We are speaking today with Ross Cheatham about her experience as a volunteer participant in a clinical trial that tested a new vaccine for COVID. She is also a clinical trial industry professional. Ross Cheatham is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Solutions and Strategic Partnerships at WCG. She is a pharmaceutical development professional with over 25 years of experience. The majority of her experience has been in clinical and global clinical trials in clinical operations in multiple therapeutic areas, including neurology and rare diseases. She has worked at a number of well-known large pharmaceutical companies and worked in partnerships with biotech companies to further drug development and commercialization. Her experience includes North and South America, Europe, China, and Japan. She's an expert in process improvement and change management and the early adoption of technologies and methods that transform clinical trials. Hello, Roz. Hello, Steve. Roz, you are a clinical trial professional with extensive career setting up and running clinical trials. So why did you want to enter a COVID-19 vaccine trial as a participant? Well, Steve, I believe that it's really extremely important that we find an effective way of managing the COVID-19 pandemic and this disease and that we have a safe and effective vaccine as part of that management. And so I really wanted to contribute to the fast development of one. But you mentioned my experience, and I wanted to experience a clinical trial from the patient or the volunteer point of view to really better understand how I might be able to help sponsor companies to effectively operationalize their trials so that they can be as patient friendly as possible, so that we can really widen patient access to trials um, and help sponsors to manage their trials so that they can reach their goals as safely, quickly and effectively as possible. And I know with all the interest in um, COVID research and having a vaccine on the part of the general public so focused on that topic, that it's still important for people to realize that we need people to enroll and participate in the trials, something everybody's not used to doing. So you're setting a good example. Um, as a participant in the trial, the, the patient, if you will, not the doctor or the clinical trial professional, but the person receiving the medicine, how has your experience been? I have had a really positive experience participating in this trial. Um, the site that I've been going to is very well organized. Um, the communication with them has been very good. Uh, for example, I did reach out to a number of sites, but the site that enrolled us was very quick about reaching out to me um, from their website and keeping me informed about when the next steps might happen and when we might be able to go in for a visit. Another thing that really smoothed the, the pathway in my view is that they used an electronic consent form and consent forms are, are very long documents for many regulatory and medical reasons. But using that electronic consent form 
made actually reviewing it much easier um, and being able to go back and check things as I went through. They have given um, me very clear information about how to contact them in case there are any issues. And um, as part of the trial that I'm enrolled in, uh, we have to complete an electronic diary. And um, I was given the choice of being able to use my own smartphone or whether they would give me a device to use. And I think that that's really sensitive because not, not everybody has a smartphone that's suitable or they may not want to use their own device. On the other hand, I didn't want another piece of electronics, um, you know, to have to keep charged and manage. Um, so I think that really it's been well organized, it's been friendly and it's been efficient. It's been a very positive experience. Did you have to go into a hospital? No, um, not to a hospital. I went to um, a professional clinical trial site. Um, they are set up purely to run clinical trials and they have their offices, which are, are quite large, in a medical building, but not a hospital. I see. Um, so that felt safer to you or was closer to home? Was it more convenient? Um, I wouldn't have minded going into a hospital because I'm aware of all the precautions that they're taking. Um, but it did feel like a very safe environment. Um, they are set up so that as soon as you get off the elevator, someone takes your temperature, asks you about your exposure to COVID-19. Because of course, the COVID trial is not the only one that they're running. They will be running others in, in different indications as well. And again, there were checks once we got in for the visit. So um, it, 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 it certainly felt like a very safe environment. So um, what thoughts do you have now for sponsors based on your experiences? You've been a sponsor yourself, but now you've been the patient. What, what would you say to sponsors about clinical trials? Yes, that's, that's an interesting question. And you touched on it in the last question where you asked me if the site was, was more convenient for us. In actual fact, I live a long way away from all the available sites in the state where I live. Um, and I was quite prepared to, to travel a significant different distance to do this because I thought it was so important. Um, and one does receive a visit stipend that covers the transport costs. But I do think that this all raises some other issues. If sponsors really want to enroll a true cross-section of our society into clinical trials, then I think finding sites that are accessible to those living outside of metropolitan areas is crucial. Interestingly enough, I was denied entry into another, a different COVID vaccine trial because they considered that I lived too far away from the available sites because that sponsor had set a maximum distance um, for, for travel. 
And I think that we're, we're, we're losing a lot of willing trial participants because the sites are not necessarily close to their homes and close to people's places of work. Um, yes, the, this is a, ma a major topic in clinical trials, to um, try to get people involved in trials who don't live near the major medical centers. And now, um, not just a uh, it's not just about geographic location, it's also about um, the diversity of the clinical trial population in terms of minority communities who are often w underserved by clinical trials. And now the industry and the FDA and other stakeholders, including in other countries, are interested in figuring out how do we make clinical trials represent the population of people who need medicine? And you're bringing up a, a, a very practical point of somehow those sites have to be closer to where people live. I think it's really important, Steve. Um, I live in an area with an extremely diverse community, but most or many people in the community would not be able for multiple reasons to travel two and a half hours drive to a trial site, which is what I'm doing. Um, so there are other issues, of course, at stake here, but just the sheer proximity of trial sites um, to the diverse populations that, that we need to recruit into trials is important. The yes, other... the, all the barriers to entry, the social determinants of living are often mentioned and um, not being able to take time off of work, um, not uh, having transportation to the site or the time to travel, and maybe not even having safe walkable streets where one lives in some communities. Nonetheless, uh, science needs to learn how does COVID or any other disease travel within populations that are living in such conditions as people live. And so um, we do see, uh, fortunately, um, some hospitals and clinical trial sponsors doing a good job of reaching out to underserved communities uh, to include them in clinical trials. But very, but I, it seems like most are still asking the question how to do it. And I think that um, those points you're making are very valid, and people need to start looking at what those do, what those um, organizations do who do connect to minority populations. Uh, it is, it's an extremely important aspect of clinical trials. Um, the other point I was going to make, um, perhaps from my experience with the sponsor hat on, um, is that the trial site that I went to is an extremely busy clinical trial site. Um, clinical trials bring a lot of work um, to the sites outside of just managing the patients or the volunteers once they're in the trials. Um, finding patients, assessing their eligibility for the trial, entering all the data that's gathered into the electronic case report form, managing the administration so everything is compliant. These are here, clearly huge and growing burdens for the clinical trial sites. And I think that if sponsors can provide some assistance with those type of activities, it can potentially free up the site staff to focus on the patient care. It might enable them to be able to enter more people into the trials 
and reach their goals and the trial goals faster. So I think that um, this is a this is a growing issue for clinical trial sites, and I think it's been made worse probably by the COVID pandemic, um, where sites are often under a lot of pressure for more reasons than just COVID. Um, for example, you know, some sites in hospitals have lost staff, uh, staff have either been furloughed or they've been moved into different departments. Um, and this is all affecting sites' ability to actually be able to conduct the trials efficiently and effectively. Yes, we're yeah, at a very serious point in our ability to conduct trials. Uh, what what about your uh, um, any final thoughts on what you'd advise members of the public or potential participants in clinical trials? I would really like to encourage everybody to try and participate in at least one clinical trial. It might help you, um, but it will also go a long way to helping us advance our medical knowledge. Um, I would suggest registering on uh, pharmaceutical company websites where they have that um, available. Register with clinical research sites like the one that I have attended. Um, you know, look for areas of research that interest you and maybe talk to your physician about possibly entering a clinical trial. Um, we really need as many people as possible to participate. The numbers we need for the COVID vaccine trials are absolutely huge, um, but all clinical trials across all um, areas of medicine need people to step up and participate. And it can be a really positive, worthwhile experience. Well, that's a good call to action um, that you've given today to uh, the members of the public that want to do something about COVID, as well as the industry. Uh, we're all in this together. Thank you very much for speaking with us today, Roz. Thank you, Steve. This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio. We've been speaking today with Roz Cheatham, Senior Vice President, Clinical Solutions and Strategic Partnerships at WCG, about her experience participating in a COVID clinical trial. Special thanks to our executive producer, Lauren Osmore, our production team, Isabel Andresen and Roxana Gilford-Blake, technical director, David Fogel, and head of studio, Amy Hutnick. Goodbye, everybody.